The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 230. 230. Yes, for May 23rd, 2021. I am Marty. 230 on the 23rd. How about that? I'm Christoph, and uh, welcome. Appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us. uh, Dropping in. Yeah, yeah, giving us your ears and allowing us to penetrate them oh so gently. It's a, it's a highlight of my week to uh, <laughs> to penetrate those ear holes of yours right there. Thank you. Yeah, Whether it be through uh, ear pods or a uh, Bluetooth speaker, perhaps mm-hmm. through your car stereo, if maybe your home stereo. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, just some shitbox computer speakers. Yeah, whatever, uh, uh, know, whatever there. You know, the timbre of my voice may change, but uh, yeah. here I will be and will Marty as well. Yeah, yeah. What we think. who knows Uh, time will tell yes uh but it it has been an auspicious week in pro wrestling we got people being cut we got people leaving companies we got live touring returning uh but you know let's just go ahead and 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 kick it off with the world wrestling federation we have to 50 years (laughs) the revolutionary force in sports entertainment and now together forever yes zombie (laughs) lumberjack match chris yeah man so i guess it was wrestlemania backlash last uh sunday and the match i believe correct me if i'm wrong uh the miz versus damian priest accurate uh which was a uh i guess return match of sorts from the uh big bad bunny tag match at uh mania proper Mm -hmm. um accurate and did I hear that the show opened with a recorded message from Big Dave Batista? Yeah, Dave, Dave Batista did the backlash intro, uh, you know, a little bit of VO and a, a quick <clears throat> shot of him. Uh, it was Big Dave. He was putting over the show, talking about backlash. And he had stated earlier in the day after our record last Sunday that, quote unquote, some of his friends might be there in person because he could right. be. So you're thinking, you know, maybe, uh, uh, let's see, who else in the, the Hiroyuki Sonata, perhaps, or yeah. uh, Tig Nataro, just hanging out. Maybe Garrett Dillahunt, who yeah, is, look, uh, who's great in certain situations. The WWE universe loves alternative comedy, so they're big <laughs> Tig Nataro fans. I'm sure that Vince McMahon, on the reg, yes. pulls up some YouTube clips of Tig Nataro and yeah. just... Belly laughs and chortles for hours. Loves that uh, that that Conan segment where she just moves a loud stool for five minutes. <laughs> Loves it. Look, I can't say anything because Justin and I years ago did a video called Fart Chairs, where <laughs> we were sitting in these leather chairs in the office, and when when you would you know you would just sound yeah. like you were farting. So we just did that for five minutes. <laughs> Legitimately, I I enjoy Tick Nataro, uh, but I, yeah. I just I just think it's funny the the mental image of of her being like 
uh, you know, celebrity guest host of Raw for a night or something yeah, like well, that. You know, considering this is a woman who has a who has an online talk show, which is just her trying to figure out who a person is because she doesn't know who celebrities <laughs> are. Um, Fantastic national but, treasure. Yes, uh, but no, it was not any cast members of uh, uh, of of the new Zack Snyder film. It was. The return of the ECW zombie. Not really. Uh, it was just <laughs> a bunch, bunch of, of random zombies. They replaced the lumberjacks in said lumberjack match. Uh, the commentary was being done from a safe location. Uh, so they were, <sighs> there was a comedy bit where the zombies took over the booth and, and, and all of this. Uh, it was a absolute garbage match uh miz apparently suffered a legitimate acl tear during mm. said match that's a bummer. uh and he was uh eaten alive by zombies that was the finish of the match um i really think the most okay. important thing we're sharing here beyond the cringeworthy use of hashtag brand partnership to discuss they actually this match use on that? twitter yes Wow. Hashtag brand okay. partnership. Have you explored that hashtag? Is there anything else? Uh, some <laughs> interesting mashups in there? Uh, not, not that exciting. It's it, it, it's a lot of influencers being uh, sponsored by uh, random like, uh, tummy tees and whatnot. I'm an, I'm an idea guy. Okay. So here, here's here's one that just popped into my head. It seems yes. like a genius sort of brand, hashtag brand partnership. Um, Taco Bell mm-hmm. and Charmin. Yeah. No. That's, I mean – they they should just give you a roll of Charmin when you leave. <laughs> just be as uh, as as uh, loose lipped with the uh, with the Charmin as you are with the hot sauces. Just toss a bunch in the bag. Just make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, you, it doesn't have to be one of the mega rolls. No, just a, just a no. regular size roll will do. Ultra strong, please. That's yes. my uh, that's, that's the, my preferred. That, that's your ish right that's, there. Yeah, that's literally covered <laughs> in my ish. Uh, but I. I I think my favorite bit of news about this, it came out toward the end of the week, the WWE was paid $1 million by Netflix for this. What? Yes, it was It was literally okay. paid for by Netflix to do this. This is out of hand. Somebody has to stop the WWE from making money. <laughs> like, like it, it's – and the fact – okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. So they received – a million dollars from uh-huh. Netflix to yes. do this tie-in. Yes. And then now, four how days much is that? Later, well, well, yeah, yeah. I, I know where you're going, but how much of that do you think Priest or Miz saw? I'm going to guess nothing. Zip, Zippo. Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah. That goes right into the, Just a you know, big the McMahon <laughs> uh, money bank there. Uh, yeah. Money bank? Is that a word I just said? Yeah, wow. There's uh, money in the bank, so yes. I've been told. Right, yeah, which has been pushed back apparently, but um, or pushed forward. I don't know. It was moved. Well, it, 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 yeah, it got moved to July uh, because in June we have Hell in a Cell, which means what do they do in October some... now? In I spooky have... month. <laughs> I have no idea. Halloween Havoc. Maybe they'll actually do Halloween Havoc. But yeah, they moved it to July, so that will be one of the live shows uh, when they go live again. But as you were saying. Yeah, uh, so yeah one, they, one million dollars for the match. A million dollars. They when what they did is they dressed up a bunch of NXT not on TV, not ready for primetime players uh, from NXT <laughs> yes. as zombies. Yes. Uh, so they got their their pay per view debut as a zombie on WrestleMania Backlash, and you know maybe someday it'll be like you know CM Punk being a, a gangster on the side of John Cena's uh, roles as he makes his entrance at WrestleMania 22 or whatever the fuck it was. But um, I think. 
that's probably what it was. not. Nice because nice I think a couple of those zombies that were outside in Lumberjacks uh, were released on Thursday in another round of cuts. <laughs> yes. So they, and, yes. And the million dollars that they got for doing this tie-in would have covered their yearly salaries probably till 2030. Yes. So on easily on Wednesday, eight talents were cut. Thursday, oh, a ninth. Um, let let's go ahead and break it down. Cut from WWE's NXT brand on Wednesday were Kavita Devi, who no was, idea who that uh, is. She was last seen as part of the um, uh, May Young Classic, uh, okay. wrestling star from India. Got a lot of hits on the YouTube, unsurprisingly. Okay, um, Jessamyn Duke, one fourth oh. of the Ronda Rousey Four Horsewomen. So we yeah. can finally kill off that rumor of that four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match ever happening. That's way um, past the expiry yeah. date for that. Yeah, yeah. she, she uh, had been injured, really didn't show a lot of promise in the ring, had basically mm-hmm. been turned into uh, a WWE digital content person. So not shocking. She got cut. Ezra Judge was cut. Uh, much Is that the guy sh- from uh, he played the Flash in uh, Justice League. <laughs> yep, that, exactly. And that was fan. okay. Yep, that right. was him. Ezra Judge, slow mo hot dog. Hashtag slow mo hot dog. All I really know about Ezra Judge is uh, Dave Meltzer was very contrite about uh, his cut because apparently this guy has all these sporting records and everything, okay. <laughs> and uh, the the man went on a on a spiral about it. Skyler Story, the former Brandy Lauren, uh, who, who I mean, not R.I.P. But. Yeah, who only started uh, in October of this past year. Uh, the uh, apparently now former Mrs. Joey Janela. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> neither of us knew that. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, we knew that they were t- at some point together. We thought they were still together. We didn't yes. know that it had, it had ended. I will yeah. say there's some silver lining in this um, in terms of Brandy Lauren, um, and really those two. The, the silver lining kind of boils down to two letters. Those letters being O F. Um, <laughs> Maybe we get that OnlyFans happening here, so that could be. <laughs> she has real baby nice. doll eyes. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> sign off on it. Um, we had Vanessa Bourne cut from uh, WWE. She had left the NXT roster and was scheduled to debut on the main roster. Really? Uh, pretty much lost in the same random uh, 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 purgatory that. Chelsea Green was in a few months ago. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Just the same idea of they called her up and then she showed up to Creative the show has and nothing did nothing. for you. Yes. Uh, Alexander Wolf. Uh, apparently, Alexander Wolf wasn't so much uh, a, a full cut as his deal was up on June 15th and they just said, eh, we're not going to renew you. Uh, the thing that I find most hysterical about Alexander Wolf's cutting is he was in a storyline on Tuesday night being jumped out of. Uh, Imperium by his fellow Imperium members for not really cutting it, and then he was legitimately cut by the company. Wow, that's uh, well, I mean, it's more than mo- pretty much everybody else got. At least he got a write off angle, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. there's that. Although he seemed like a guy who probably should have settled into UK. I mean, why not just he, he's from over there, right? Yeah, no, I and and I thought he was actually pretty talented. I, I he's the one who kind of half died in the war games match, right. Like he yeah, the back of his head yeah. open. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, I remember liking him. Um, so definitely kind of surprised there. Was he also the one that got knocked stupid in the Imperium uh, 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 undisputed era? Undisputed era. Yes, yeah. that was that was it. Was that Imperium or yeah, it was Imperium? I was going to yeah. say because he was also insanity, but it wasn't. 
this was more recent than Sanity era. Yeah. Uh, referee Jake Clemens was cut, who I could not pick out of a lineup if you held a gun in my head. Clemens, 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 nothing. Got nothing. Yeah. And most infamously, senior referee Drake Wirtz, the former Drake Younger of Deathmatch fame, has been cut. Um, there had been a number of events over the past year that had brought heat upon him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had to constantly being told, uh, he had to constantly be told to wear masks at live events, mm-hmm. uh, loudly criticized wrestlers for getting vaccinations or flu shots, mm-hmm. uh, stormed out of a triple H speech prior to takeover in your house. When triple H said that all people, races, genders, and religions were welcomed, um, he, well, didn't he also mutter out the phrase "All lives mattered" he as he stormed out? He yeah, did. Uh, yeah. Red flag. He, Red flag. he had been uh, showing up at random um, uh, board meetings while wearing his NXT polo. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. He uh, he he got Q pilled like crazy. Uh, basically, Drake words used to be the feel good story of professional wrestling, and it turned into a very feel bad story. Uh, and I, I, people have been calling for his uh, uh, removal for WWE yes. for at least a year now. Yeah. Um, much like on Thursday, we got word that the DREAM is dead. It's over. Yes, as Velveteen Dream removed from the WWE roster. He had not been seen on WWE television since I believe last year. Yeah. Uh, and he had been backstage at raw, uh, uh, earlier this month. Um, people thought, you know, he might be finally making his main roster debut, but of course, Velveteen dream. He was named in the speaking out movement, uh, Mm -hmm. apparently grooming some underage male fans. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so interesting you know the 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 dream thing i i can certainly say and i think chris can agree with me here when everything came out on the 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 speaking outside of things we definitely wanted to see his ass gone um yes you know i i think much like drake words it's another one of those things where uh high highs to turn to very low lows where you know he let's be honest he's from our neck of the woods yeah, yeah, home, uh, homegrown in MCW. MCW, uh, Patrick Clark, he uh, came through tough enough. Um, mm-hmm. He was on the of, podcast. Yeah, he was He was on this very podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he reinvented himself as a Velveteen Dream, seemed to be on uh, a path to being a main event star, had this whole gimmick very clearly inspired by uh, Prince, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of Jimi Hendrix in there too, um, had all the tools but uh, between this and some rumors about some uh, some interests of his, I'll just say he enjoys sniffing some things. Um, oh, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, uh, it just fell apart. Um, I, yeah, it, it's it's a shame. He had everything you could need. With really. bo- both of the guys in question here, uh, just couldn't get out of their own way. Yes, you know they had they were, you know, whether it be. You know, recovering from, you know, uh, I guess it was drug addiction for Drake, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And or, you know, bouncing back from not winning tough enough. Both guys came into WWE, had opportunities, uh, 
mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, make a career and a name and, you know, be successful. Um, and then they just took left turns either down a Q rabbit hole or into yeah. some Instagram DMs that just, uh, you know, well, tanked. one took a left turn. The other took a hard right turn, I think. Well, is- <laughs> It's Fair enough. The situation. Well played. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, either way, um, it's nobody's fault but their own. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's it's especially at least you know for me especially upsetting for Dream because you know, like I said, we had that local uh, connection to him, and he was really good. Like it's it's rare that somebody that young and he's only like what 26 at this point or something like yeah, that yeah yeah he's he's not especially for wwe he's not very old <laughs> right and to have that good a grasp on the character that you are um you know a decent promo really good in the ring had some really solid matches yeah i mean um, who can forget him and alistair black the, the yeah the the spectacle that match was and yeah that was fantastic. Uh, now uh, a member of the now incredibly cursed uh north american title ladder match uh just it's <laughs> it's it's such a shame to see where this went and you know yeah. Uh, in the case of both guys, I, I, I hope there's a, a you know a, a look in the mirror moment where they really sort of consider how they ended up where exactly they are. Um, well, I'm not expecting that from Drake because his brain seems to be mush right now. Yeah, um, death matches will do that. Maybe a couple too, couple too many light tubes to the brain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Dream, you know, not that I you know, Dream has a chance to. Ooh, uh, first, he has to admit it. And yes. yes, he has to own it. And then not that I'm saying I want to see him back in it um, at all in this business. Um, but in terms of, you know, some kind of personal redemption, first step is is admitting that that this happened and yeah. uh, and take it from there. You know, uh, maybe do some volunteer work. I don't fucking know. But. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what a path to redemption looks like here. Uh, and and far be it for me to to sit and say, you know, these are the boxes that need to be checked or, or anything like that. Uh, what I can say is, you know, it, it's it's definitely one of the scenarios, and, and it's sad that you see it so often in any type of sport or entertainment or anything like yeah. that, where there were all the tools, but other external influences or interests um, really is what kneecapped them. Yeah, uh, I, I will say I've seen some speculation online. I haven't seen anything official toward this, that this may be uh, another scenario of um, something we've talked about a lot, especially on the Schlegel so- Soapbox episodes with Justin, which, of course, you can get on our Patreon. Next uh, week, new one. Yes. Uh, the the whole concept of, of the new Nick Khan era of WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've seen some speculation that these – calls especially because of the way he had handled them in uh in press calls and and so on that these were not triple h decisions these yeah. may have been nick Khan decisions trying to uh clean up any pr snafus yeah and uh, you know it, those it just, are the two biggest ones it just speaks to the changing direction of the business things like this if you go back even 10 years ago you know, it's it's all about being covered up by the boys and the yep. you know the 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 trust of the locker room and all these things. And you now you have companies that are either being run or in the process of being run by 
grown ass adults. <laughs> so right. they expect their talent to act like adults and actual um, business people, in actual not just carnies. People. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, you're seeing similar things in the NBA and the NFL and all that where, you know, there's more of a zero tolerance approach to drug issues, gun issues, violence issues, etc. Um I think, you know, the that era of reckoning is coming to the WWE now. And I think it, it starts at the top. A guy like Nick Khan, who is an outsider, who's not of wrestling, is going to understandably have less of a tolerance for what has been tolerated in the business yeah. for quite a long time. You think Nick Khan knows about wrestlers court? Does he think? He, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think, think if so. he finds out about it, he's going to tell those motherfuckers to stop. <laughs> like, only if it's head, uh, you know, if the judge is somebody from HR. Okay. Exactly. You know, that's, exactly. that's how, you know, it's, it's starting to be run more like an actual business and not just yeah. in its own little sort of Island here. Yeah. Um, so, and if there is again, trying to find the silver lining and things, uh, a good thing to come out of this triple H probably let out a sigh of relief that he doesn't have to answer questions about, uh, Velveteen Dream won his NXT conference calls anymore. Yes, so congratulations, yes. Triple H. Yeah, there you go, there you go bud. We're, we're real happy for you. Yeah. Uh, other things from WWE this week. Uh, it was Friday it was announced that WWE is returning to touring in July, hence the aforementioned move of Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, first few shows, unsurprisingly, are in Texas and like are right around the dynamites that are happening. I, I, oh, imagine that. I, I don't know. I, I, I was listening to Wrestling Observer Radio this morning, and uh, they were speculating that it was intentional. I'm just thinking, where the fuck's open? <laughs> like, well, it's, Maryland's open. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we, 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 we shall see what happens there. Uh, apparently, um, uh, SummerSlam is supposed to be in Las Vegas this year. Uh, at a sixty thousand person stadium. Good luck with that, guys. Good luck. Are they gonna Are they gonna do an army of the dead tie in there as well? I mean, <laughs> they should. Can extend. They should. <laughs> you, you would think that they that they would, and they should. Um, in terms of what happened on the shows this week, uh, Raw was kind of a nothing show. SmackDown, though, on a bit of a hot streak, if if I'm honest. Okay. Um, you know, the past few weeks, especially since the uh, Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match, uh, have mm-hmm. been very good. Uh, this week was headlined by a four-way for the Intercontinental title that was given about 30 minutes. Uh, oh, wow. Apollo Crews uh, defending against Big E, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. It was a really great match. Kind of a shitty finish, but I like what it set up. Uh, basically, the finish was lights went out. Alistair Black finally returns in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's now got a weird cloudy eyeball uh, um, uh, contact, which I thought was a mm-hmm. nice little bit of uh, continuity storytelling. And he takes out Big E with his uh, black mask kick. So it looks like we're getting an Alistair Black Big E program. Which... That should rule, but shouldn't he have taken out the champ or like done something to the champion or pinned the champion? I, 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 or I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why, but Apollo Cruz ends up retaining. So okay. not the best finish, but uh, de- definitely a damn fine match. I am a little worried that what we're going to be getting in the main event scene because Cesaro is back tied to Seth Rollins is now we're going to get. Shit, is it Jimmy or Jay? Well, whatever Uso didn't have a feud earlier uh, is Jimmy going John. to is going Jimmy John to, Uso. Yes, he's now going to feud with Roman for the belt. So we're just running back last year again. Eh, um, I mean, you know. but most importantly, <clears throat> Chris, buddy. Sure. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened, and you gotta you gotta eat your words now on the main roster. Well, we'll 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 see. It, will, it remains to be seen whether or not this was a one off. 
Uh, Rick Boogs is apparently now the guitar player for Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance. He's no Nita Strauss, but, uh, you know, he, he got the job done. Yes. It was uh, so. So I guess uh, Baron Corbin uh, is he still a constable or is he Baron Corbin or is King he King? Corbin. What's his? King he's Corbin. King Corbin. Still. Yes, wow. but Shinsuke stole his uh, crown and is calling himself the King of Strong Style. Okay, all right. First of all, question one: How long ago was that King of the Ring that he won? Like fucking four years. He's uh, been riding that. Yeah, it, it's been a while. Are you okay. Rare? <clears throat> okay, so uh, King Corbin calling out. Was it an open challenge sort of thing or was it? Well, he was calling out Nakamura, right? Yes, he was calling out Nakamura. So he calls out Nakamura, and out comes uh, Rick Boogs, uh, mm-hmm. guitar in guitar in hands. Yes, and his name and, is uh, now spelled R I C K B O O G S, like Boogs Powell, like Boog yes. Powell plural. Yes, they they have changed the spelling. So the first first he was Eric Bugenhagen. Yeah, then, then it was Rick Boogs R I C B U G E Z. Yes, and then, <laughs> thank you, Zed. Yes, and now it's Rick R I C K. B-O-O-G-S. Okay, sure. Whatever. Um, so he came, comes out and starts playing Shinsuke's theme on the guitar uh, and does a pretty good job. Pretty yeah. good, admirable, admirable, more than I could do. Yeah. An admirable job shredding it. Uh, Nakamura seemed to have some life in him, <laughs> not just a total shell of uh, his former self. And, of course, the king strikes back uh, memories of his, that Wrestle Kingdom entrance with the, the awesome crown and everything. Yes, yes. Uh, not quite to that level there in the Thunderdome, but, you know, maybe we'll get there come SummerSlam because chances are this feud's going to SummerSlam. Uh, <laughs> Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. No reason for it not to. So if if this uh, Rick Boog situation continues, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe I'll have to start watching some of SmackDown. I can't commit to the whole show. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, SmackDown has been good. So I would say no reason not to give it a spin. Uh, Raw continues to be a garbage fire, uh, okay. but okay. SmackDown quite good. Uh, so too many other things to watch, Marty. You know, this, no, this no, just, I, I, I get it, but I can tell you one thing: you, know. you may not need to bother with for a little bit, even though they've returned to live shows. <laughs> the cursed year of New Japan Pro Ooh, Wrestling boy. continues. I mean, as, really, you can you can take it back as ever since COVID hit, New Japan has been ever uh, since borderline Jushin life support. Thunder Liger retired. New uh, Japan yeah. has been screwed. The world has been screwed, but New Japan in particular has been screwed. Yeah. Save uh, us, Liger. You're yes. our only hope. Oh, I don't know if you saw Liger, quote unquote, coming out of retirement. Did you did you see this video going around? He's apparently doing this live event in Japan where he's going to fight Godzilla. I'm not making this up. That was new. Yes. I thought that was an older thing. No. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, Liger son. Yeah, yeah. Liger you know. now apparently getting into the 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 whole uh, Masahiro Chono uh, meme wrestler uh, bit in Japan. Okay. So Book, booked into uh, next year next year's Kaiju Big Battle Show at WrestleMania weekend. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the one show what the last time uh, I went to Mania I really wanted to make and I couldn't get tickets for it because uh, that's uh, that's 100% my shit right there. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I will be open and honest here. The number of times I've tried to figure out how to book Kaiju Big Battle for Super Art Fight Show has been <laughs> extremely high. <laughs> I love you, Maryland, but your state athletic commission makes things a major pain. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they're technically, quote unquote, performance art. Yeah. I... Still don't want to risk it. So yeah. Damn, anyway, 
Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. New Japan's a hot mess right now. New Japan's a hot mess right now, especially if you are not from that country. So yeah. let let's uh, let let's. The week started with positive news that New Japan was going to resume during doing shows. It started yesterday, the twenty second. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I want to say it was Thursday. Uh, sure. Yes, it was Thursday. Kind of a stark story popping up on NewJapan1972.com uh, or NJPW1972.com, the, the U.S. site, uh, mm-hmm. that Will Ospreay was vacating the IWGP World Heavyweight title due to a neck injury. Yeah, one that he uh, apparently sustained in the match with uh, Shingo uh, yeah. a couple weeks back, uh, which, again, if you haven't checked out. Uh, do yourself a favor and definite, watch that shit. Definite top runner for match of the year right now. Uh, that one. So, all right, they have no world champion, and yep. he was going to be leaving Japan for treatment. Um, and then the floodgates opened up. Uh, there had been some 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 rumors and scuttlebutt about things going around. Um, you can thank Fit Fiddly for this, as he appeared yeah. on, <laughs> he on really JBL's podcast, which. Ugh. I didn't know it was a thing and don't know why people would listen to it. Yeah. Um, wait, hey, he's not on our network, is he? I fucking hope not. Oh, okay, cool. I don't think so. All right. Awesome. If he is, it's he's... a great show. If he's not, fuck him. Um, no, fuck him forever. Sorry if he's on the so network or not. Fit Finley <laughs> announced uh, or was telling the story about how uh, Juice, Osprey, and David Finley – yeah. They made the call once New Japan was canceling all the shows due to the state of emergency that they would go home. Mm-hmm. And then um, – oh, wait. I'm sorry. It wasn't Will Ospreay. It was Jay White, uh, uh, Juice Robinson. Yeah, Osprey had a different uh... – Yeah, different different travel plans uh, because uh, – Which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, because uh, White, Juice, and Finley all live in the States. Mm. Um, anyway, they were planning to go back. And what what happened was uh, that the those guys tested positive for COVID. Was it all three of them, or just Juice and uh, or just Finn Juice? I I, I might have been all three. Okay, I, I I've heard different versions of this, and I have not listened to the uh, podcast audio myself. Sorry, should have done due diligence. But positive okay. tests for COVID okay. happened, which meant that they all had to stay in the country and quarantine. Right. And I guess and I, I couldn't infer whether this was a good thing or a bad thing, because I think Japan has like state sponsored hotels for people to quarantine in. Right. But New Japan stepped in and was like, no, we'll put them up in our dojo. Yes. And I'm not sure if that I mean, it's probably a bad thing, because if they're positive and they're in the dojo around other people, probably you're more than likely going to get some more positives out of that. Yes. Uh, possibly could have let, w- been what led to that outbreak uh, a week or two ago. It, yeah, so we were at, at at least 11 cases of COVID at, yeah. at that point. <clears throat> um, and then Voices of Wrestling, tip of the hat, always doing their due diligence, always kind of surprising us with our with their level of scoops. They posted online uh, their inside scoop that apparently there is now an internal revolt in yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling, starting with the Gaijin, who feel like they've been kind of jerked around by New Japan Pro Wrestling, that, that you know, they have not been given the proper ability to plan for their own travel, for the yeah. quarantine, all these different things. And that is the reality of why Will Ospreay left. He went back to the UK 
maybe he does have a neck injury. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's more severe than we think. Maybe it's less severe than they're letting on. But that is why Osprey left. So the rumor goes. Yeah, and I, I again, New Japan wanted them, wanted him to stay and get treatment for this neck issue in Japan. He was like, "No, fuck you guys. I'm going. Yeah, Screw I, you guys. I'm getting him." So he left. They stripped him of the belt again. Don't know if he knew that at the time right. or if he found out at the same time we did. Uh, but uh, apparently, what started as a foreigner revolt has kind of turned into a full internal revolt, as even the native roster members are not liking this kind of we're on, we're off, we're off, we're on yeah. scenario. And I recognize New Japan is not in control of all of this, but what they could well, do is take a step back and say, hey, yeah. let's let's kick the can down the road. I mean, what are they building to right now? Nothing. Right. D- Dominion is supposed to happen on the 6th or something like that of June. Yeah. There's no there's no champion. <laughs> there's no <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's no champion. The Tokyo Dome show got canceled. The Yokohama Stadium show got canceled. Or postponed. Oh, postponed. Indefinitely postponed. Yeah. Like, fucking take off until the fall? (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. Like, I I recognize they're in a rock and a hard place, and they're trying to uh, pull in as much money as they can to keep the lights on. But, you know, after having all these profitable years and stuff, take that profit and fucking stop for a bit. <laughs> yeah, just they, 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 need, they need to take a step back. And no one me. gives a shit about <gasps> random house shows. Bless you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just take a month off. See where everything lands. Um, see if people are getting any vaccines over there in Japan or not. Um, and just try try and take the time to map stuff out. OK, yeah. Take yeah. the time to talk to your talent. Have Gato do some FaceTimes with uh with Jay White and 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 Will Osprey and and you know it to to have to hear that Jay White is one of the people who's not happy. Um, you know Osprey obviously the champ, but Jay White and Gato been together for you know a couple of years, pretty close at this point. Yeah. Um. So to hear that even that's kind of the case is it's it's a bit alarming, really. Yeah. And, you know, aside from a couple big matches, there really hasn't been much happening uh, in in the realm of New Japan since Wrestle Kingdom. And it's, you know, it's upsetting. It's it's disappointing. Um, you know, just take a step back, figure out what's what to do. Um, put some, you know, original content up like you did during the, the first quarantine, you know, uh, maybe or, or fucking throw in some of the archive stuff that you still oh. don't have. Was just gonna say, yeah. Focus on the archives, highlight some big matches on the network, and 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 stuff like that. You know, that just keep interest while you figure out what the fuck you're gonna do because it is, you know, like we said, it's it's a hot mess. It's kind of crumbling, really, because yeah. you know you lose the gaijin. Okay, you can you can live without them, but if if your you know your stalwarts are you know kind of starting to raise the stink eye at you. Then then you have an issue. Um, I'm not sure who, you know, of the Japanese wrestlers there, you know, are kind of on that fed up side. Uh, but if it's some of the heavy hitters, then you're you're in fucking trouble. Yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, not a great situation. I will say one of the more interesting things from that story uh, that came out was um, the indication that apparently Dick Togo is a, a creative team member. I did not think that was a thing they were doing. 
Okay, so okay. Maybe it's his fault there have been all these run-ins and not Gato's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a little bit of both. Yes. Um, one <laughs> thing before we uh, jump into all of our... Dy- I'm sorry, two things before we jump into all of our uh, Dynamite coverage and AEW coverage. Um, your boys are going to be going to two pro wrestling shows in July now. <laughs> As uh, Ring of Honor announced, the Best in the World show will be held in front of fans on July 11th. Yes. Uh, that is at the former UMBC Event Center, now called, what is it, the Chesapeake Bank Employee something? I didn't Chesapeake even know Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. That's what it's sure. called now. Yeah, the, the UMBC Event Center. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, that uh, tickets go on sale June 7th for that. Uh, your boys are getting a pod together. Because it yeah. is pod seating, masks needed, uh, temperature Hot checks upon pod. entry. Um, so you know they're 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 definitely continuing to do their diligence as much as possible. But it's going to be exciting to enjoy some pro res. Could be very nice, very evil. First time we get to see Dan Housen live. Very yes. excited. Yes, should be. He better be booked to that fucking show, Joe Koff. You hear me? (laughs) I see no reason why he wouldn't. That said, (laughs) when the bouncers come out, I am going to go to the bathroom. That is my plan. uh, I need a meet and greet with Quinn McKay and uh, (laughs) see Dan Housen in the ring, please and thank you. (laughs) Um, The other bit of news that was kind of interesting this week, Don Callis no longer a vice president at Impact Wrestling. Uh, yeah, I think he's fully hitched on to uh, the coattails of one uh, Kenneth Omega, yeah. the third Esquire. So, um, you know, he's uh, <laughs> I, I guess I don't know if it was too much uh, to handle, you know, going back and forth from um, from Jacksonville to what they're based in Tennessee, right? Memphis or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is impact. So uh, I don't know if doing all the stuff with Kenny on dynamite has taken up too much time from his duties on impact. I'm not <laughs> sure whose idea it was. If this was a, a move of callous or if this was a move of impact being like, all right, you're not here. So fuck off. We'll get somebody else to do it sort of thing. Uh, but he'll still probably appear on impact as the second for uh, Kenny Omega, seeing as Kenny Omega is the impact champion right yes, now. He, he is supposed to stay in impact as an on-screen character, but in terms of his management responsibilities, his writing responsibilities, all that totally gone. Um, so uh, I don't know if this means he's going to try to to uh, sneak into uh, the creative side of things. Uh, oh boy! AW, um, but uh, he definitely uh, is no longer a, a part of things in Impact. Uh, you think he was under some kind of contract with AEW? I don't know. I don't know if he he was. I think he probably is now. Probably will be. Yeah. Yeah. If not already. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. But hey, speaking of AEW, what about it? Oh, I see. Big week for AEW, as on uh, Wednesday it was announced that uh, Warner Media is moving AEW in 2022 from TNT to TBS. The moving superstation. The moving the mothership to the superstation, baby. The superstation. That's, That's right. Sadly, not, not airing six o five p.m. No. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yes, we we stumbled over uh, each other to get the same gag. Yep. Yeah, starting January twenty twenty two, AEW Dynamite's new home will be TNT. Apparently, a TBS uh, uh, or sorry, uh, TBS from TNT. Apparently, uh, AEW getting paid a smooth seven figures for the change, uh, and also they officially announced that the second show will be debuting in August. August 13th, starting mm-hmm. on TNT, 
It will move to TBS in 2022 along with Dynamite. That second show, AEW Rampage, Friday nights at 10. So Quentin Jackson showing up? Uh, possibly. Him and the entire <laughs> A-team. Liam Neeson's just going to roll up. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is, is all elite. <laughs> and Vickers. Um, <laughs> Who, oh, that's right. He was the other one. Okay. Yes. Prones. <laughs> Fucking Prones, man. Um, Prones. But yeah, no extension on the deal. Just additional monies for consideration. Uh, uh, the, the concept is with... Um, Warner Media getting the NHL NHL deal, NHL? Uh, yeah. <laughs> as my my Baltimore comes out hard, uh, uh, Warner Media wanted to uh, make it so there would not be as many preemptions and bumps for AEW programming, as we are seeing <laughs> this coming week. As Dynamite will not air until 10 p.m. Friday night, quote unquote yeah. 10 p.m. Friday night, Friday because, night Dynamite, baby. As uh, it will depend on whenever the NBA game ends. Yeah, let's hope um, for no OT. <laughs> I mean, it is playoff season, so sure, uh, higher sure. than the normal chance of that. But yes, but AEW it could, it could Dynamite lead to a decent lead in for him. You know, it, it could still pop a rating that late. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, 2022 TBS will be the home, but. They will on uh, on uh, four new special supercard events still pop up on TNT. That's cool. I like that idea. Yeah, I, I believe there was um, a, a, a trademark that AEW put through late last year, early this year called the Battle of the Belts, which uh, might be their okay. version of Clash of Champions. Which would why don't be they just call it Crash of the Champions? Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to get sued. Remember how they not quite did bash at the beach? Yeah. <laughs> what, beach? They can't do beach bash anymore? Uh, well, I think they can do that. But uh, there was like a Miami show they did uh, beginning of 2020 that was called like Bash of the Beach or something like that. <laughs> that was not quite the same. Um Anyway, uh, so a big change there, but uh, AEW Dynamite was uh, taped this past Wednesday. And you can uh, always tell by the amount of piped-in crowd noise they yes, use. Yes, yes. They, they, they go hard with it, and it kicked off with Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. <sighs> In a rematch from a uh, SmackDown match from 2007. <laughs> yes, yes. Or late era WWECW. Yeah, there you go. Was Matt Seidel around back then? Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he debuted. Debutted. He had his uh, debut. Yes. Um, <laughs> man, Christian is becoming the master of the perfectly competent, but man, I don't give a shit match. <laughs> well, I mean, this match was really uh, it had no implications. I mean, yeah, this match it was, was kind of a device to get fine. to the post match attack, right? This was. I don't know if the idea of him outworking everyone means he's regularly competent in the ring, but that's pretty much what what Christian is. Like, I he, mean, I put a you know put a little bit more than just regularly competent on it. I think he's he's pretty good. It's just not super exciting. Right, right. But he's like he's an average three and a half star guy. Like that's where he's at. He he comes and he delivers it. No one gets hurt. Everybody feels good. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't think he's quite living up to the Captain Charisma gimmick. No, we'll no, put it that no, way. No, he it, it, again. It was a fine match. Uh, Matt Sidal looked real good. Probably one of Sidal's best showings this side yep. of the Kenny Omega match. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it's just so funny that the gimmick is he will out wrestle anybody, and it's like his matches are. But they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're WWE style matches. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's something I that, did see you know, a tweet and, uh, <laughs> and it was something like when AEW promised this could be a main event anywhere in the world, they meant main event, the TV show, not main event, the match. <laughs> I mean, come on. yes and no, let's be honest. Um, so Christian cage ended up winning post-match. Here comes Ricky Starks, but it was just to confuse Christian cage while he gets jumped by, uh, uh, Brian Hulk. cage hook and powerhouse Hobbs. Here comes hangman page. So they can build to that match, and uh, Team Taz stands tall in the end. Um, but uh, nice little segment to build a few different stories all at once. We yeah. had a Varsity Blondes promo. Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, cutting a promo. Pillman's calling out the Bucks for bringing up his late father. Uh, I, I thought Pillman was very, very good in this promo here. And I thought Griff Garrison talking about his personal history yeah. with, uh, with the Bucks, you know, helping them up at a indie show in 2018 and, and what have you. I, I thought that was very good. Um, generally my feeling though about the blondes is if this was a different era, they would be in that mix of guys like sure. the rock and roll express and midnight express and, and all of that, where basically they just uh, get all the girls excited and bleed tons yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of upside to them, though. I think. Yeah. But the, I think the issue with them is the tag division in AEW is so saturated with outstanding teams mm-hmm. that a really good team is going to have a hard time finding, you know, a yeah. way to stand out. Yeah, I I, I like them though. I, I think that they I have do too. Good upside, and I like Julia Hart added to them uh, yeah. as as the cheerleader to their to their varsity guys. I, I think yeah. she's a nice addition and. Uh, as we'll talk about when we get to the main event, there was one spot with her, which was like the most 80s heel thing that the Bucks could do. Uh, yeah, that I very yeah. much enjoyed. I will say that Pillman is still not blonde enough to be Hollywood <laughs> blonde. I mean, the yeah. back of his mullet is blonde. Yes. The, the, the party in the back is blonde, but yes. the business up front is very much not. Exactly. Exactly. It's not it's not quite full blonde there. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Growing on me, uh, especially because, you know, Brian Pillman is a guy who I thought was a big, dumb idiot. And he might be, but at least he might be, but he's, he's now performing. an endearing dumb idiot. Yes. We had some promos uh, leading up to uh, a commercial break, which then brought us to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston against the acclaimed. The Moxley Kingston promo made me realize Moxley and Kingston are at their best when they bicker like an old married couple. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Just you know, it. it, it but that, yeah, it, it's 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 out of love. You know, yes. there's no like, yeah. it's not a co- can they coexist sort of thing. It's a very lived in relationship, which is just fantastic. Not that I want Tony Khan to go into the undoubtedly money losing idea of being like, well, they had WWE films, we're gonna have AEW films. Oh, God, but no. a John Moxley Eddie Kingston buddy cop comedy would be. Oh amazing. my God. Hell yes. Let's give yeah. them 48 hours. Uh, that's, oh. I, that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Just read Mo- Jump Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moxley is Moxley's like, you know, the, the guy who the sergeant always wants his uh, badge on his desk. And then uh-huh. Kingston is like, you know, the the inside informant who's trying to go sh- straight and all that. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Anyway. Yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, Mox, Kingston versus the Acclaim. Mox and Kingston come out and... Tony Khan threw out the money for the better version of Wild Thing. Still weird, yeah. but definitely a better version. It is. And like I tweeted out, uh, it, I think it works for the tag team. Yes. But if and when this tag team ends and we get just Mox on his own again, bring back Mox's theme because it fucking rips. 
Agreed. And then out comes Matt Cast- Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Ooh. And Max Caster, Holy. he's getting better and better and better at these pre-match raps, dropping that John Moxley's wife has been in his mentions trying to hit him up for some oral sessions. Not only that, but the line that um, Eddie Kingston looked like a pack of Newports was <laughs> a 10 out of fucking 10. Uh, yeah, no, Max Caster and the acclaimed, I mean, they've really, really grown on me. Max Caster has it. You yes. know, that, that yeah. it factor that everybody uh, talks about. And Bowen's, you know, is a perfectly competent guy and i thought he was going to be the main guy at first uh because right. you know you would think they'd want to push the uh you know the uh openly uh out uh person of color as as the, as the front guy of the uh, of the tag team but um but yeah no max kasser's charisma is really really shown through but both are really good in the ring and i really enjoyed the match it was super fun yeah super fun match uh understandably because of kinks uh, because of uh caster's uh rap uh, oh, yeah. First half was just uh, Mox and Kingston beating the absolute shit out yes. of Max Caster. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was not the straightforward squash at the beginning of the match would make you believe. Uh, some nice uh, near falls, including a chain mm-hmm. shot and a boombox shot. Um, you know, they gave the acclaimed everything they could in what was on paper just a full on squash. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, obviously Kingston and Moxley uh, end up winning with a wheel, wheelbarrow excuse me, wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow from Kingston into Moxley hitting the paradigm shift, which I thought was a nice little double team. Yeah. No, I love a good uh, tandem finisher. So they got it. We're good. Then AEW decided they wanted to scratch my WCW fanboy itch as we have Chris Jericho chatting with Dean Malenko backstage. Well, not only were they chatting, they actually alluded to the uh, yes. the, the old feud of the thousand and four holds. Yes. So Marvez and, uh, came out and said, you know, is Inner Circle going to accept the Pinnacles challenge? And Jericho said, you got to find out like everybody else. Now get out of here before you make the man of a thousand and one holds angry. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a beat and Malenko goes, I thought it was a thousand and four. And Jericho goes, eh, I've forgotten a few. <laughs> that was that was that was some good business right there. I I was I was so happy. Uh, also, Dean Malenko on television makes me happy. I know he's he's got his Parkinson's issues, which yeah. is a serious bummer. But I was a big Dean Malenko guy back in the day. So yeah, uh, yeah, very very happy to see him on TV. <laughs> Tony Schiavone in ring doing an interview with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Them calling out Darby Allen and Sting. Um, Sky's promo was very confident. Ethan Page was clearly in this mode of like. I need to prove I can be a main event promo guy and just cutting the promo of a lifetime. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's he, he, cause he didn't come from like a big pedigree of on like the national stage. So he does have to prove himself. I mean, he, he you know, he had the impact stint and evolve in the Indies and stuff like that, but he, he's not like a, uh, you know, a Christian or, or a Mox coming from he's WWE. He's not a guy that people were chomping at the bit to sign WWE. Right. It was like, w. Oh, okay. Ethan page. Cool. Yeah. Not like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, that, and I don't think, I don't think anybody expected, you know, a frothing sort of, um, reaction to Ethan page's debut, but, uh, but yeah, he, he does have to, he, he has to prove himself. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think he did a, a pretty good job at it. Yeah. Um, but that of course turned into a whole thing with, uh, Sting and and Darby running out and a big brawl uh, as then also the Dark Order chasing away Scorpio Sky and Page. So yeah. um, 
I wouldn't be shocked to see them get uh, in, see the Dark Order get involved in the tag match, which I got officially announced for Double or Nothing, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page against Sting and Darby Allen, which they underline will be a live match. Yeah. As a 62-year-old man with spinal stenosis possibly dies live on pay-per-view. That's right. I mean, if that doesn't put butts in the seats, I don't know what will. <laughs> we had a Pinnacle promo at a restaurant. Um, Jericho making – or sorry, uh, MJF making fun of Jericho's sense of humor. Uh, Dax kind of promo about how they should get all the titles, but the inner circle's in their way. Uh, Sean Spears beating the shit out of a waiter for some reason. Um, <laughs> I saw – Tully throwing a stack of money yes. at him to cover the damage. I, I, I don't recall the one-to-one ratio, but it's something that I, I thought was interesting that there, there was an online theory that each member of the pinnacle represents one of the seven deadly sins. Okay. All right. So let's see. Um, Jake Hager sloth. <laughs> well, he's not part of pinnacle. He's part of the inner circle. Oh, he's the inner circle. Sorry. I just wanted to bury Jake Hager. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the seven deadly sins. Greed. Uh, who would be greed? I guess Sean Spears. Oh, I was thinking Tully because Tully. Tully. Oh yeah, Tully. Tully. Tully's greed. Okay. And obviously, uh, Wardlow is wrath. Yeah, and would envy? Envy has to be Sean Spears then, right? I was thinking envy was MJF. He's envy. Wasn't that pride? Is it? Wouldn't pride Ooh, be yeah, MJF? That's fair. That's fair. I don't know, but I, I'll have to see if I can uh, look back up, you know, that that theory online. But I either way, like, Jake or Sloth. Yeah, yeah, no matter what, no matter what. Um, Hikaru Shida had a match with Rebel that literally I didn't even watch happen. It wasn't that I wasn't trying to watch. It's like I looked away and then it was over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very quick. But that turned into a whole confrontation between Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida uh, to, of course, continue the uh, the feud on route to double or nothing. I we had footage from last week. Kenny Omega and Don Callis trying to talk Orange Cassidy out of the world title match. Uh, Orange Cassidy, not very interested. I actually think the dynamic of Orange Cassidy and Kenny Omega on opposite sides has proven to be a surprisingly good bit of chemistry. Well, I mean, you know, OC doesn't do much, but he Fair. physically he doesn't do much. But by not doing much, he tells the story, I guess, is the way to say it. I don't I don't really, you know, yeah. know how else to put it into words. Yeah. Um, but apparently we're going to next week on Dynamite get Orange Cassidy's answer, which I thought was pretty clear by him tearing it in half the first time. But well, I, I assume it'll be, a you know, the thumb just turned upside down, yeah, yeah. right? T- His little tiny thumb down. Tiny thumb down. Yeah. Inner Circle comes out to uh, respond to the Pinnacle Stadium Stampede Challenge. Look, you knew where this was going to go. I don't know why this had to be a whole big segment. It didn't. Um, I mean, I liked seeing Fired Up Ortiz. That yeah, was... I liked Fired Up Ortiz. I thought Jericho brought it home nicely, but this felt like a repeat of the promo they did like two weeks ago to put over the, the Blood Guts, blood guts yeah. match. I yeah. do think having a violent version of Stadium Stampede is a fun counterpoint to the silly, goofy DDT style one they had last year. I do think yeah. that's a good idea. Um, I, so I'm looking forward to the match. It's just this promo. I went, I, I've heard a version of this exact same thing. Right. Yeah. So. And I, I honestly, I don't think, you know, we were already on board for the match. So <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, I didn't really need it. Just all you needed to do was have Jericho come out, say, yes, we accept and drop the mic, you yeah. know? 
But of course, you know, you had to have the Judas intro and all this extra, you know. I do uh, chuckle every time that um, Accelerant puts over the Jacksonville Children's Children's Choir. Choir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the best part is that people still don't know the words. Yes. Uh, At this point, you would think sing everyone knows the words. They just don't know the fucking words. God, if I'm an extra at AEW, I just listen to that on streaming nonstop so I know yeah. all the words. Like It's yeah. one of your yeah. like three jobs. I, I, I've actually heard uh, people who have subsequently gotten regular shots on dark and uh, dark elevation that one of the things that they pay attention to is if you're in the crowd, how well you play your part in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, not just singing Judas, but overall. Yeah. Uh, so, that, so that that would explain the uh, the Gun Club's current situation on TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> getting getting some TV matches. Yeah, I'm just saying uh, that match did something I finally wanted to see happen, which we'll talk about in a moment. We had a Jay Cargill <laughs> promo, which was really just to continue the Mark Sterling thing. But okay, I don't know how to put this. Who gives a shit? Well, I mean, there's that. Is Jay Cargill's character supposed to be kayfabe stupid? Because <laughs> so far her thing is just like everyone wants the world. She's like, yeah, but I want my money. Like she's turning into Tracy Morgan at a point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't. This thing hasn't made sense to me from the start. So I don't know why they're continuing with it. Like, and if, just just start adding Liz Lemon to the end of her lines and promos, and you'll see what I'm. I'm about. that bitch, Liz Lemon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, want to work we, with can, anybody. I want to keep my money, Liz Lemon. Can we get uh, um, uh, Jenna Maroney to, to make a <laughs> make an appearance here? I know it's, that's NBC your, Peacock your new, Universal's thing yeah, here. Your, your new Turner, but, champion. <laughs> you know, can we get an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt tie-in from Netflix? Like, <laughs> you know, where 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 Titus is is you know singing Judas and you know as Jericho enters I'm the ring. I'm always for more Ellie Kemper and things. So, yeah, 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 totally and fine. and more Titus. Uh, yes. Titus was fucking fantastic. Yes. yes. Um. Oh, yeah. and Carol Kane too. Oh yeah. Oh, all the Carol Kane, please. Carol Kane should just show up in the background of Stadium Stampede. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. As the as the uh, in her fairy ghost of Christmas present, get up from Scrooge, please. Yes, yes, and thank you. Or those really tight pants she wore in My Blue Heaven. Just saying. <laughs> we had Just an N- NWA Women's World Championship match: Serena Deeb returning, going against Red Velvet. So uh, I thought this was a very good match. A lot of people are praising Red Velvet in this match. But then I this match was all Serena Deeb. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like people, come on. People online have been like, "Oh man, Red Velvet selling is getting so good and everything." Here's something I learned over this past week. Okay, Red Velvet's been wrestling for five years. (laughs) Really? Her first match was in February 2016. Wow. Okay. Well, we should hold off on those platitudes for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, Uh, 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 the. The Observer recap the thing it says at the top is Velvet is still green, but she's improved tremendously this year. <laughs> uh, I will say I really enjoy an aggressive Serena Deeb. Yes, yes, I I I liked that a lot. I I, I thought it was good to see her beyond just like random hand wavy baby face. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like the aggro side. Let's keep that going. Pack promo backstage with Alex Marvez, and he's tired of missing opportunities. Um, is he a pirate yeah yeah pirates are in this year yeah <laughs> very in this year. um so him calling out you know the elite and everybody and and putting over his match at double or nothing just what we needed anthony agogo had a match against austin gunn 
where basically a go-go punched Austin Gunn so hard in the stomach, it made him bleed blood from his mouth. You made me bleed my own blood. This made me so happy because yeah. I am so sick of Austin Gunn constantly yelling. Yeah. Uh, and may or may I, not have pleasured myself to him getting punched in the gut a couple times. But the internal bleeding blood was like a fucking 10. I was and it like, like sprayed on a go-go's face too. Yes. So I was like, yes. Yes. It was so good. In the era of COVID, that's a great idea. I know it's not <laughs> real blood, but still. <laughs> um, but then, you know, they had a big uh, uh, pull apart between Cody and a go-go and – I still say I'm rooting for Anthony Agogo in this match. 100% the baby face. I don't care what anybody says. We had a backstage promo with Christopher Daniels from Frankie Kazarian. Chris Daniels has his big fucked up eyeball going on there. Uh, Marvez <laughs> wanted to know about Daniels' cryptic tweet about retiring. Daniels sh- shook hands with Kazarian, whispered something to him, walked away. I assume it was the same thing that was said at uh, the end of Lost in Translation. Then, oh, I thought it was Hail Hydra. Oh, I, you know, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> and then Frankie Kazarian uh, cut a promo saying he wants to go after and hunt every member of the elite. I so. actually liked Kazarian's promo here. Yeah, I thought, I, about, I thought it know. was really good, even if he's going to go full Yoshitatsu and become a Bullet Club hunter. <laughs> it was uh, – <laughs> there you go. I like that. Um, it, it was, you know, it was convincing. It was, you know, it wasn't too long. I, it was performed well. You know, I believed it. I, I liked it. I was a good bit. What I do think is interesting is – and not that they're going to pull out blood guts very quickly again. The elite are pissing off a bunch of random one-off dudes. Yeah. So you could – and I'm just throwing out names based off of people saying that they're going after the elite. You mm-hmm. could do the Bucks, the Good Brothers, and Omega against Kingston, Moxley, Kaz, Pack, and I don't know, Hangman Page. And that'd be sure. real fucking good. Yeah. No, I'm into so, that. Just a thought. Miro cut a big promo, putting over his title win last week, thanking Jesus Christ for giving him strength and the aggression to beat everybody up, which I thought Loved was that fantastic absolutely i loved everything about miro's promo here yeah like it was it was fucking awesome miro putting over the gimmick that we were talking about last week the idea of him putting out an open challenge but it's not people challenging him it's him challenging people which i thought was really good and then here comes lance archer with jake roberts again we ask why does he have jake roberts still because lance archer cut the promo of a lifetime here yeah, uh, I mean the Bulgarian bitch line was a little overdone. I, I I think personally, I now cringe when people in wrestling call each other a bitch because it's just like, see, I said the naughty word. Like, it, it yeah, but very, it's not. It's so yeah. It's 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 a nothing word these days. So you call somebody a cunt, and I'm there. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> Archer said that. Or sorry, Mira said that Archer always hides behind Jake. There won't be anywhere to hide at double or nothing. You say everybody dies but I'll be the one to kill you, which I thought was fucking awesome. And he, and he also said uh, that not there's not enough yoga in the world to save you, old man, fear in my way, or something like that. Yes! And yes. I popped mega hard for that. Yes. And then uh, our main event was the aforementioned Young Bucks against Varsity Blondes. This was a full-on 80s-style face-heel tag match. Everybody talks about how the Bucks are just flippy-do guys. Uh, congratulations. There were some flippy-do's. Sure. Nowhere near as many as normal, and they just were full-on prick 80s heels. Yeah, they're really this good This was really fun. 
Yeah. I mean, nobody in their right mind expected the Varsity Blondes to win this. No, no. But it was just this very, very good, very competent. You know, there was uh, a good hot tag moment. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, they used a cold spray not only in the finish, uh, but also they sprayed Julia Hart in the face with the cold spray, which is like the most heel thing you could probably do right now. Uh, I I thought that was so good. And then... um, Pillman tapping out to the sharpshooter for the finish. Uh, yeah, the blondes, you know, looked really good. Yeah. Uh, Pillman has a really good drop kick. Uh, they have a, a bunch of good tandem moves that I guess they've been practicing or, or getting their reps in on dark and elevation for. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing more of them hanging around in there. But yeah. you know, it, it like like I said earlier, the the roster of tag teams in AEW is just so stacked. Like we haven't even seen Jurassic Express in a couple weeks at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think last time right we now. saw them was against. Um, it was in the, the tag Air qualifier Country. match. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, that's oh, right. That a, oh, okay. The battle royal. The the, the uh, or not battle royal. Uh, the tag team battle. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. a battle royal. No, it was a four. It was a four yeah, way. Four corners. Four, four yeah. corner thing. Anyway, but that was that was a couple weeks ago at this point. Yeah. So that was on a blood and gut show, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was. Two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Yes. Okay. But yeah, so they're they're in nothing right now. But yeah, uh the blondes are fun. Uh but yeah, the blondes and I guess they have more fun because they are fun. Uh but yeah, yeah. you know, it was uh it was a fine match. What was the was there a big uh post show angle that there I'm forgetting? It was because after the match here comes Moxley and Kingston going oh, after right. the Bucks. Oh yeah. Moxley yeah. and Kingston choke out the young yeah. Bucks and then steal the Young Bucks $10,000 Dior Jordans. Allegedly. Uh, and then all my simple brain went to was the scene in Last Action Hero when <laughs> Charles Dance's character comes into the real world, sees somebody get shot, and then they say, take his shoes. And Charles Dance in his perfect British uh, accent goes, take his shoes. And he's so perplexed by it. And that's all I've thought of uh, ever since that happened. Uh, but if we're doing a shoe collector gimmick uh, for the wild things, if that's what they're going to be called. <laughs> yes, very, very good. And uh, uh, <clears throat> just mu- much like that photo uh, of Eddie Kingston uh, doing commentary with Jim Ross and Excalibur <laughs> being one of those images of like, imagine, you know, a year ago, this would be a thing on television. How about Eddie Kingston holding up a pair of shoes he just stole? Yeah, on, well, he was on like, TNT. Cool, he had both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both uh, <laughs> so and Mox having it. having an issue getting off the shoes of uh, whichever buck he choked out. Yeah, yeah. Was, and Kingston gave Matt. him shit the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just slip him off, bro. So <laughs> good. It was great. Yeah. So so good. As we are now officially on the road to double or nothing, which is next Sunday. Uh, yeah, we'll probably preview it on next week's episode. Very, very excited for that show. They've sold a shit ton of tickets for it. Fans will be live and in person. Should be yeah. a great night. Yep, shaping up to uh, to be big there. Uh, I just have one request that next week on uh, on Dynamite Friday Night Dynamite, Kingston shows up with the uh, the shoes around his neck. <laughs> yes, got yes. to be wearing them like a uh, you know uh, a, a badge of honor yes. and uh, a trophy. And uh, you know he's a uh, He's a he's a he's a walking pack of Newports, so that's something that <laughs> somebody like that would do. Very much so. All right, that's it for this week. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Okay. 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Listen here, baby brother, got some of the kinder care kid, baby, five little small people running to and fro around their house. You got some shit to do. Leave them with me, Dusty D. Diddle Rhodes at the Dusty Rhodes Detention Baby Center. That's right. It's a daycare for your little shits. I was able to raise Dustin into the wackadoo, tranny, gold-covered wackanizzle that he was, as well as Cody. Whatever he did with that mustache, baby brother, he picked it up at the Dusty Rhodes Detention slash daycare center. We got stuff to climb on. Big boxes, small boxes, a Mama Celeste pizza for one. That six of these motherfuckers is gonna have to split. Ain't nobody gonna get enough food. Someone's gonna have to have some Kool-Aid and five pitchers of water but only one packet. That shit's gonna be watery, baby brother. Ain't nobody gonna get enough to eat, drink, or play with here at the Dusty Roads Detention Center. Look for me. I'm the house with the spots and the sun with the gold ass paint passed out in the front yard. Use code mustache for 5% off your child if it's a baby of color, baby brother.